Hi everyone, this is Tom Jello, creator of Triumph. I just wanted to take a moment before our season one finale to thank all of our listeners so far. We put this project together as a labor of love during the pandemic, with our voice actors donating their time and recording their dialogue at their respective home studios, and in some cases, their garages. We certainly hope to bring you a second season and more soon, with more chapters per season in the future. Our plan for now is to promote our first five episode season and try to gain some traction for sponsorship. That being said, if you've enjoyed these first five episodes, please consider supporting the podcast with a donation by visiting anchor.fm slash Media and clicking the support this podcast button or following the same link on our Apple podcast homepage. And if you can't make a donation, simply sharing our podcast with friends and family or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform would help immensely. The more listeners we get, the more likely we are to secure sponsorship, and the more quickly we can continue to bring you new chapters in the future. Thanks again for listening, sharing, and supporting, and I hope you enjoy the season one finale of Triumph. Cove Creek Media presents Triumph, Tales from the Second American Civil War. Created, written, and narrated by Tom Jello. Starring Isaac Robinson-Smith as Ben. Lainey Pejos as Georgia. Tom Jello as Jim. Rayon Rivera as Thomas. Additional voices provided by Alexa Capiello and Alistair James Murden. Ben stumbles back through the tent flaps and into the main bar area of the tent. He supports the unconscious general with his right arm and walks toward the exit of the tent, trying not to draw attention. The bartender calls out to him. Everything all right? The general's had a little too much to drink. I'll find him a place to lay down. The bartender looks vaguely suspicious, but Ben doesn't wait to hear his response as he bursts out into the sunlit campsite, dropping the heavy general to the ground as he goes. This catches the attention of a few surrounding soldiers, but they laugh and point, assuming the general is drunk. How the hell am I going to get you out of here? Ben hoists the general up and drapes his arm over his shoulder again, hesitantly dragging him back toward the front of the camp. Meanwhile, Jim, Georgia, and Thomas reach the front gate of the camp. As the behemoth captive soldier slows the truck, Thomas and Georgia cower in the back seat under a blanket. Jim moves up to the passenger seat and conceals his gun with part of the blanket. All right, Deus. Remember, don't try anything. What'd you call him? I don't know. He's got the word Deus carved into his forehead, so that's what I decided to call him. He's not much of a talker. Deus is Latin for God. Wow. Your ego is as big as you are, huh, buddy? By the way, ever heard of tattoos? Much less painful. The truck rolls to a stop at the gate, and an armed guard approaches a window. He examines Deus and Jim closely, then glances into the truck bed and sees that it is empty. What? No firewood? Deus remains silent. Jim leans over and shouts out from the passenger seat. Forgot the axe. (laughs) Stupid, I know. The guard doesn't respond, but his brow furrows in slight confusion. He sees the blankets piled in the back. Fine. I just need to take a look in the back seat. (laughs) There's just blankets back there. The guard opens the door anyway and pulls back the blankets to reveal Georgia and Thomas staring fearfully up at him. Well, shit. 
The guard makes for his gun, but Jim fires from under the blanket. The guard is sent reeling backwards with a bullet in his chest. Deus takes advantage of the distraction and swings a heavy fist at Jim. It strikes his sternum with the force of a mallet and knocks the air from his lungs. The gun flies from Jim's grip and skitters between the door and the seat. Deus kicks his door open and rolls out of the truck, his massive knees landing in the dirt with a thud. Shit! He's out! He's out! Jim, still partially gasping for air, scrambles over the stick shift and hops into the driver's seat. Deus crawls toward the dead guard and pries his rifle from his stiff hands. He stands and spins toward the back of the truck, firing a shot that shatters the back window. Look out! Georgia ducks down as Jim tries to twist the key in the ignition, but the engine only clicks. Come on. Come on. Jim, get us out of here. I'm trying. Deus shoots again. This time, the bullet pierces the headrest and grazes Jim's ear, gashing his earlobe. Ah! Jim clamps a hand on the wound as he continues to crank the key. Finally, the engine roars to life and Jim slams his foot on the pedal, sending the truck barreling through the gate and into the encampment. Deus fires after them, narrowly missing. Deus roars with frustration and runs over to a tree where a large iron bell hangs. He yanks on its rope, sounding the alarm. Back inside the camp, Ben hears the alarm bell ringing in the distance. New American soldiers dart out of their tents, exchanging anxious looks. They notice Ben and the general and begin to approach them cautiously. A small row of motorcycles and dirt bikes line the streets, and some of the soldiers load firearms, preparing for whatever the alarm might mean. Ben picks up his pace, but a random soldier calls out to him. What's going on? Where are you taking the general? Ben pretends he doesn't hear this and shuffles on. Hey, I'm talking to you. Can't you hear the alarm bell? What's going on? The soldier steps out into the street and blocks Ben's path. Maybe you don't hear so well. I asked you a question. General's sick. He needs medical attention. Stand aside. And who the hell are you? I'm a transfer. Look, I don't have time for this. I need to get him to the medical tent. Or do you want to explain to the camp how you stood in the way and caused the general's death? The medical tent is that way. The soldier raises an arm and points behind Ben. Ben's blood runs cold and the shock spreads to his face. The soldier draws his gun and cocks the hammer. The commotion begins to draw the attention of other surrounding soldiers. Wait just a second now. Where'd you get that patch? What patch? The soldier points to Ben's chest and he looks down at the small sun-shaped patch that is embroidered on the borrowed uniform. Funny story. I gave that patch to a good buddy of mine a couple weeks ago. A buddy who went out scouting and hasn't come back. And now it's on you, stranger. Ben knows he's in trouble, and he starts glancing around, searching for a way out. But there are soldiers everywhere, and they're closing in. Well, well, boys. Looks like it's our lucky day. Seems we have a traditionalist in disguise right here with us. The crowd breaks out in angry whispers that grow to growls as they piece together what is happening before them. Boy, you gotta have balls to pull a stunt like that. You think you just walk in and out of here unscathed? Ben winces. This is the end. Sorry to disappoint, but I can't let that happen. The soldier raises his gun, and just as Ben closes his eyes, preparing for oblivion, an engine roars. 
Jim plows through a nearby tent and straight into the soldier, killing him instantly. Before Ben has time to register what's happening, Jim and Georgia leap from the truck and open fire on the soldiers, picking off four or five. The crowd explodes in chaos, and the soldiers who are armed die for cover and begin to fire back. Bullets ricochet off of the truck. Ben is paralyzed with both disbelief and gratitude. Don't just stand there, dumbass. Get in the truck. Ben scrambles to the truck and hoists the general's unconscious body into the bed. Bullets continue to pepper the truck as Jim and Georgia try to take cover behind it. In the distance, a dozen more armed soldiers rush to the scene. We need to go. Now. They all leap into the truck and it peels out. Behind them, three soldiers climb onto dirt bikes and begin to chase the truck. Georgia fires rounds through the shattered back window, sending an enemy tumbling off his bike, almost wiping out the others. One of them fires back, forcing Georgia to take cover. The soldier accelerates to keep pace with the truck and jumps from his bike into the truck bed, grappling with Ben. He kicks a tailgate down and forces Ben's head down toward the rocky terrain speeding by below. Just as he is about to force Ben off the back of the truck, Georgia shoots him in the back. He collapses on Ben, who forces him off with a burst of effort. The body rolls into the road and wipes out the third dirt bike in a twister of metal and sparks. The truck approaches the front gate. There, standing tall in the road, is Deus. He fires his rifle directly at the windshield. Jim ducks to avoid the bullet and swerves wildly. Ben is thrown into the air and he catches himself on the tailgate. His legs dangle below the undercarriage as he struggles to hold on. Jim takes notice. Shit. Thomas, take the wheel. Thomas grabs the wheel and switches with Jim as he crawls out the back window of the truck. Thomas speeds toward Deus, who jumps out of the road just in time to avoid being hit. Up ahead, a makeshift blockade of brush has been strewn across the road. Hold on back there. Jim grabs Ben by the forearms and drags him back onto the bed of the truck, just in time for them to brace themselves against the general's limp body. The truck smashes through the barricade in an explosion of glass and tree bark. Angry new Americans shout behind them and fire their weapons in vain as the truck barrels up the road and into the distance. Inside the truck, the group breaks out in a cheer of celebratory disbelief. I can't believe we just did that. I think I'm gonna puke. You guys came for me. Hey, don't get all sentimental with me. I had nothing better to do. Jim breaks into a glorious smile as the truck disappears over the hill. Back at the New American camp, the aftermath of the escape leaves a vacuum of disorder. Joe, a polished and sharp young New American, steps forward as Deus brushes himself off. Disgruntled. I'm acting general until he returns. Go and assure me that he does. Find them. Kill them. Bring the general back alive. Deus grunts in agreement and sets off on foot in the direction of the truck, pure fury igniting his eyes. Back at the traditionalist camp, the truck sits hidden under a pile of leaves and branches. The group has pitched large makeshift tents out of their blankets. The woods are silent and dark, apart from the soft glow of lantern light that seeps through the weave of the tent. Inside, the general slowly regains consciousness. His head bobs back and forth in a woozy circle as his neck regains stability. The group kneels around him, and the captive soldier cowers in the corner, sipping desperately from a small tin cup of water as best he can with his obscured lips and burned face. 
Ben holds Deus's large wood-chopping axe and paces back and forth. Tell us what you know about Doomsday. Somewhere in the back of the general's groggy eyes, a spark of surprise glints in the light of the lantern. Where'd you hear that word? Don't worry about it. Worry about the fingers I'm going to cut off if you don't tell us everything you know. The general takes notice of the captive soldier in the corner of the tent, and he nods in understanding. Ah, of course. There's only three people in the world who know about Doomsday. Myself, Helen Keller over there, and the man who that message was meant for. Before you intercepted it, that is. Who? (laughs) As the general laughs, Ben slams the axe handle across his face. He barely recoils. I've been living in pain longer than you've been alive. If you think a little torture's gonna make me compromise everything the new Americans are worked for, you're sadly mistaken. Y'all don't work for shit. All you do is kill and enslave. There's no real freedom in what you preach. Freedom is a cancer. Over a quarter century of freedom in this country and look where it got us. People need to be controlled. They can't have a choice. Choice only deteriorates our societal advancement. Freedom might seem natural, but as humans, we have a duty to master the nature that surrounds us. It's the only thing that separates us from the animals in a zoo. We must give up our naive and selfish freedoms for the good of the whole. Ben strikes the general again. You don't remember me, do you? The general spits blood through his teeth, but maintains his composure as he squints his eyes in observation. Have we met? You killed my parents. Ten years ago. At the onset of the war. (laughs) Son, (laughs) if I had a nickel for every family I tore apart from my cause, I could just buy what's left of this country. Ben walks to Georgia and takes his necklace from around her neck, dangling it in front of the general's face. Look familiar? The general studies the necklace, and he nods in recognition. You gotta be shitting me. The twins? (laughs) You're the twins' brother. The one that got away. Where are they? (laughs) Oh, here and there. Ben positions the blade of the axe below the general's kneecap and pries up, digging into his flesh. Your brothers are fine soldiers. Raised in new America, undying loyalty, for the most part. They serve me well. Ben tosses the axe aside and draws his gun. Enough. Tell me where to find them. Shooting me wouldn't be in your best interest now, would it? Not if you want to know exactly where your brothers are. One of them is down south. John. That's what I named him. One of my finest soldiers. So loyal that I trusted him with New America's secret weapon. John is the only other person outside this room who knows what Doomsday is. Where is he? If you kill me, you'll never find him. What makes you so sure? I found you, didn't I? You found me by way of tragic luck. Or coincidence, it seems. Finding a necklace... Luck like that doesn't come around more than once. Not in this world. Not in your lifetime. Well, you don't seem to understand. 
is that I thought I lost my brothers years ago. If I never find them again, I'll go in living the way I've been living the past decade. You don't mean that much to me. I could put a bullet right between your eyes, the way you did my father and mother. If you're half as cowardly as your groveling parents, you won't have the balls to pull that trigger. Ben loses his temper. He crosses to the captive soldier and puts the gun to his temple. Blood splatters against the wall of the tent, and the captive soldier slumps over, dead. Ben walks with purpose back toward the general and jabs the barrel of the gun forcefully against his forehead. How's that for pulling the trigger? Last chance. Where are my brothers? (laughs) The general's bloody mouth contorts into a clownish smile and he shivers with laughter. All right, (laughs) I'll tell you. Johnny's down south near what used to be D.C., And your other brother, well, I kept him for myself. He was smart as a whip, but I felt he couldn't be trusted as much. So I kept him close by my side. He was my personal messenger. The problem with a messenger you don't entirely trust is you have to take special precautions. So, when I sent him out to scout the area and eventually head down south to deliver my doomsday message, I cut out his tongue just to make sure he wouldn't talk. Ben's heart sinks. His eyes shoot back to the corpse of the enemy soldier, now pooling with blood on the forest floor. His brother, sporting a fatal head wound from Ben's smoking gun. It's a shame. Had I known he'd run into his long-lost brother, I may have let him hold on to his tongue. No. No. No! (laughs) Ben races to his brother's side, tears clouding his vision and stinging his face. He tears back the bandages and looks into his dead brother's scarred eyes, clutching his burned cheeks between his palms. Thomas, Georgia, and Jim look on in silent horror. Ben spasms, rocking back and forth with his dead brother in his arms. No, 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 no. The general continues to laugh. Jim calmly picks up the gun. Jim fires, blowing the general's forehead across the blanket behind him. Outside, deep in the cold woods, the gunshot echoes, and Ben's sobs can be heard carried on the breeze. Deus crunches heavily through the snow. Alerted by the gunshot, his mouth parts in a toothy yellow grin, exposing his giant rotting teeth. He heads in the direction of the sound. The woods howl with the vast and haunting wind. 